welcome to the Crack On Podcast, hosted by me, John Saunders. Crack On! Hey guys, welcome to episode one of the Crack On Podcast, uh, hosted by myself, John Saunders. Um, I'm very privileged as my first episode to have uh, the, the living legend, uh, Lindsay Doyle, a uh, very close friend of mine uh, and, and a mentor as well over the last 10, 15 years we've sort of known each other. Um, welcome, Lindsay Doyle. Thank you, John Saunders. Nice to see you. Yeah, how's things, mate? You all good? Yeah, very good. Excellent, thanks. You know, it's, um, it's, it's good, to be, good to be alive, good to be healthy, and uh, business is good. Um, you know, just, just chilling. Can't wait to get the vaccine in me. Yeah. So we can do a bit more, uh, you know, getting out and about. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I hope it all works well with the vaccines, you know, that's the, the key thing you now to get business back up and running as it should be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I totally agree. How's, how's lockdown been for you? Lockdown 1 and lockdown 2.0, how's it been? Uh, well, lockdown 1, I, I, can't, I can't say that uh, I didn't really I, I miss out on anything. I'm fortunate, as you know, um, with the way the business is run and what I do. I do what I want to do when I want to do it. If I don't want to do it, I don't do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and it was nice just to enjoy the sun because I think we had about 12 weeks really, didn't we? Of just glorious weather. And yeah, we yeah. Thought we got a nice, nice place to sit at the back here. And I had a few uh, socially distanced meetings, you know, here in the sun. Yeah. Uh, that was that was lockdown one. It was really, yeah, we yeah, yeah. Uh, can't say, um, can't say we didn't we weren't relaxed and enjoyed it so we didn't get quite get on each other's nerves Sharon and I uh, <laughs> so, uh, we were uh, we were sort of distancing ourselves I think at that stage but I think, I, think, I, think, I think I did the same I think I was doing the same and social distancing within the social distancing I think by the time yes. we got out well exactly but it's you know um I missed family missed yeah. family at the time you know um we've got eight grandchildren of uh, various ages um, Obviously, uh, four children as well. But Ethan is here with us. Yeah, of course. But yeah, it's those it's those type of moments that you look back on and think, well, it's lovely to have what we have, but no children running around, no grandchildren running around, and things like that. And you, you miss a bit of their growth. You know, they've had a growth spurt since we saw them last. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I really. Uh, I mean, it was the only thing I think that put us out. Other than that, uh, you no, know, with a healthy tan for uh, twelve weeks. And, yeah. <laughs> and actually, as as many people will probably know. Who listen? Who's listening? They uh, they will know that Mr. Doyle does like a holiday or two. Can I ask where where was your last holiday to? Um, where did we go last? Uh, oh, we went to um, went to Ventura. Nice, nice. Yeah, just Say? just just play at the lockdown. Yeah, yeah, I, I I like that. There's always a bit of a running joke between me and Mr. Doyle that I always catch him when he's either on a course, which is a golf course. <laughs> Or a, or a holiday, but um, I, I mate, I, as I said to you before, I'm so pleased you said that. I can, you know, I aspire to that life. Don't I know you. Yeah, absolutely, so, that's exactly that's, it, and that's that's you know that's part and parcel of, of the of the the podcast itself. You know, and I've been I've been waiting to bring this together, and, and ultimately, like I said, you, know, I'm really chuffed you are the first uh, on the first episode because that moment, that thing you just spoke to me about, or that that what you just you know. I alluded to whenever I when I've asked you how are things going, you've always said, "Yeah, I'm doing it at my own speed and at my own time." So, talk us through a bit about that in, in your life. How, how have you got to that point? Okay, well, I, um, my business life has only been since 2003. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, I, I dipped in and out prior to that, but I was uh, 15 years with Legal in General. And uh, I was working as a, what we call business development, a bold title that fits everybody that's got a yeah, job, yeah, yeah. but they do. Um, yeah. I, I was looking after key businesses within the organization and uh, um, found that I was helping other people earn a lot of money, you know, while I was on a wage myself. Uh, and in, lots and lots of money for these businesses we were working with and i thought i would look at some of these businesses and think well there's nothing special about this guy you know nothing special about this lady mm. you know here i am telling them how to earn more money and you know i'm an employee and they're the businesses yeah uh, I, I, you know you get why well, don't i see what i can do myself uh, and that was back in 2000 2002 yeah uh, and i eventually believe would be I did it's a cheat I did a cheat didn't I I bought a franchise right right so that's a, that's a, a cheat business that I call that yeah because I want didn't strive to get it where it was I just went in and bought a business in the box okay um when I told legal general I said I'm leaving you know they said, what do you mean you're leaving nobody leaves you we stack it first you know nobody yeah. leaves you the money was I was earning nice car all that stuff but I was at an age where um I realized that I couldn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. I just got, Sharon and I just got married again. Yeah. I got married again. She got married first time. <laughs> I won't even edit that. You just explained it well, mate. That's fine. <laughs> so, um, but we, we just, we, as we do, we, we bought this, this farmhouse, which was a, cost us a lot of money. Um, and knew I could, if I stayed with legal in general, Maybe that if I lasted till I was sixty-two, they would have kicked me out at sixty-two. Yeah, and we had a huge, we had a huge mortgage, and I thought I'm never going to clear that mortgage while I'm in a job. Yeah. So I, I looked and I, I bought a franchise which is a commercial finance business, um, and a fair bit of money went into that, which I raised on property. Okay. So yeah. I took a risk, put our house uh, on the line, if you like. To raise the money to do that but also while i'm while i'm in it as soon as i'm in this business i got my office in cardiff and i'd be sitting like i am here now <laughs> and uh, you know waiting for it to happen and uh first month went by it wasn't happening second month went by it still wasn't happening um and i thought and then shannon said we got any money coming in this month i said mm, no <laughs> um a so question. It, when it got to september <laughs> It would have been easy for me to say, oh, Christ, let's give up and, uh, and let's chuck it all in the bin and get back and get a job, you know? Yeah. Um, but I prepared for that. And um, I just thought, no, I'm not, not going to give up. I'm going to crack on, mm. crack on. Get like done. And um, so, yeah, it was um, like January when I had my first bit of money coming through. Wow. So I said, so my pay, I think, with the energy was around about, I don't know, 55, 60K, something like that, with bonuses. Yeah. So I lost all that. Yeah. Plus, I put the money into the franchise. Um, so I'm done about 100 grand. Far off. The office, wow. I'd spent money I'd put into the office, your car, office equipment, you name it. The least I had to pay for. And I'm thinking, bloody hell, you know, this is like a 12 month. Got now, but it, well, it turned the corner. Literally, I thought I got to, I got to do this. Got to get something going here that's not happening at the moment. I was yeah. waiting. Fran the comfort of a franchise 
says, well, it just works. All you've got to do is just buy it and it'll work for you. And, uh, don't yeah, work yeah. It didn't, didn't work like that at all. No, no, I bet. Um, so that, that, that second year two then, uh, the money started coming in. But I've, I've been sold a lot of misinformation with the franchise. So I thought, what am I going to do here? So I bought myself a, a brand new database. What I knew was live and you know, could produce what I wanted to. And, and it happened. The money started coming in. So I did about 100,000 first year. Really? If you look at that, it stands still for two years, really. Yeah. yeah. I did nothing that year. So literally, I did nothing for that period. Um, but then it really started to get gain momentum. And I was doing things I shouldn't have done in the franchise. Yeah. Because I was thinking, this could work better if I did it this way rather than that way. So I uh, rocked the boat. And in the end, they were threatening to check me out of the franchise. So which was good, because that's what I wanted. Yeah, right. so, so you played, you played uh, your own cards. Yeah, uh, the, the concept was there, the understanding of the business was there, the model they were operating didn't work in Cardiff. Right. And it subsequently, as the money attempted, tried it. So um, so what, what happened was then, uh, I started funding businesses, commercial, that's what it does, you know, find money for businesses. Yeah. And I met my first business partner, James. Uh, James had a, uh, and a house with adults uh, with learning difficulties in it. Right. And he, he had a residential mortgage and he needed a commercial mortgage. So I went along and I couldn't believe the type of money that he was earning. So I said to him, James, he didn't have much, no disrespect, you probably listen to this. At that time, he didn't have much about, no, knowledge about business. Yeah. So I said, if you do this, this, that, 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 James, you'll have a business worth, I would say, a million pounds in a few years. And he went, really? Yeah. And I said, Help me do it. He said, yeah. So I said, well, okay, I'm on a bit of a lockout at the moment, but Sharon found his second home. I found his third home. He found his fourth home. And he came to me and he said, sell my business. And he said, if you sell it for the price you said, I'll give you 100,000 quid. Brilliant. <laughs> right. So I thought, well, that doesn't happen every day, does it? Yeah. So I tried to make it happen. Uh, but the business, James, if you're listening, was the truth at the time. It wasn't running really well. I understood the business, he understood the business, but to try and sell it to somebody, they couldn't yeah. understand it. Yeah, of course. So I approached the bank and said, look, it's good business, I understand it, can I buy that? Because um, um, James left some money into it, that was it. I went into business with him. Yeah. Um, good business, turning over, I think, but at that stage, maybe about a million pound a year. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and he was netting a good figure then. So yeah. quite quickly then we bought another one, which was uh, a family member related. And then we bought another one. Yeah. <laughs> and then we started one together right. um, in Cardiff. And uh, and then we fell out. Okay. Right. So we were doing quite well between us. We just couldn't, we just didn't, we disagreed on different wings in the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's a certain irony in that because one of the reasons I left legal in general was because Sharon and I had a quarter million pound mortgage on the house. And I thought, I was not going to pay that off. Well, within four years, I think the old back is about six million quid. Oh, yes, you went, you went from, from one extent to the next end, didn't you? Well, that's not a post because it's about your own money. Well, I don't, if I'd said to you I'd made six million quid in the first couple of years. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> but it was all relevant um, to run three companies. Uh, and, as they say, what happened was James and I fell out. You know, he knows that you know different disagreements. So we we parted 
Yeah. Uh, kept the valleys that we had in the business, the business in the valleys rather. And he kept uh, a Cardiff side of it. So um, and that, that worked well. And uh, we then, my business partner then, who was, uh, was still there now, came into the business from, from the banking side, banking sector, brought a different range of skills in. Uh, and we've done well over the last, last well, I would say, 12 odd years that we've been, we've been in business together. And with, Subsequently, then. And with regards well, to the beginning of it, it's like, you know, from a, maybe I'll, I'll intervene with a bit later on regarding going a bit further on, but that, those early days that you, you know, that time you were just about to give up, that, that time you were just, you know, all those, you know, Steve Jobs says about, you know, mapping up, the, joining the dots, looking backwards, you know? Um, and there's lots of things in my life I can look back on now and, and join those dots and say, well, actually, it's what makes my makes me what I am today. Those those mm. early choices, how important do you see them as laying down where you stand now? Well, I think you know. Again, I think you you get forced into choices sometimes. If you can yeah, take yeah. an easy option, sometimes you'll take the easy option, wouldn't you? Yeah. An easy option, I said, would have been able to run. And I'm thinking, well, well, no, I know, I know what I was capable of. Uh, I knew what I could do, but it was the confines in which I was operating. Yeah. You, were, you were in business, you you could do what you wanted. You can go the way you wanted. You can yeah, of course. Uh, make your own decision. In a franchise, you can't. Yeah. Right? The franchise says, this is what you will do. This is when you'll do it. And that's the price you charge. Yeah. Uh, you don't go outside there. You don't see McDonald's selling, uh, um, you know, um, a Burger King. Something like that. No, and don't you don't see him. You don't. Yeah, you don't see him doing anything but McDonald's. And that works. That, that works yeah. exceedingly well for for those. This business just wouldn't work the way. And I thought, right, I I have to. I was gonna. It was gonna fail if I didn't move. And the decision was, I take them on. And they were in. I was in a ten-year contract. Yeah. Um, they said, yeah, yeah, you, you you can go. Yeah, we want sixty-five thousand quid off you. And I went, okay, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you sure I'm going to ever you think I'm giving you that? You take a credit card. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I thought, what am I going to do with this? So I, I've always had, one thing I'll, I'll emphasize, I've always had really good advice professionally. Yeah. Uh, from Dave Owens, from my own guy, Steve, Steve Hallett, who's my yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave yeah. Owens. So been really great advisors to me. And uh, Steve Thompson, Darwin Gray. Yeah. And Steve helped me get out of that franchise in such a way that it cost me five grand. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I mean, you've always, grand. you've always had, I mean, something that's always, um, I, you know, I say, aspired to learn from, you know, people, the listeners. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing I've learned from you is that the team you have around you is as good as you, you know, the better team you have around you, the better the outcome will always be because you can pull on those, those resources. How, how, how valuable do you think that sort of that work those those people around you have been to uh, until now? Well, I, I think I'll give a, a good example of um, Dave Owens. He's a he's a friend now. He's been a, an advisor. Yeah, great guy, great guy. So what happened was right. We bought a business that was four million pound. Yeah. Okay. It was million million pound for the assets, but three million pound for the goodwill. So Dave said to me, "I've got good news for you. You can offset your goodwill." Against your corporation tax over a period right. of ten years. Okay, so we yeah. hey, cool. that's great stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, of course. Yeah, now you're talking well, language, isn't it? Well, what we did is, and we, we did it by probably because um, it was a family relationship. The business we bought was from a family relationship with James's. 
they stayed in as shareholders because they were able to change an entrepreneur's relief. So they stayed yeah. in like shareholders, yeah, but not having any any claim on any value of the business or any finance and things like that. But because we did that, okay, we were banned from having that claiming that three million pounds. Oh wow! <laughs> so <laughs> I remember Dave ringing me and saying, um, "Mate, you you you, you dropped the you know there." <laughs> you dropped the clanger there, mate. Dropped the clanger there. And it was like, I don't know, you take it, it'd have been probably saved us 100,000 quid, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've always got advice before we do something there. I'll always think, yeah, pull on advice like that. If you've got to pay for it, it's good because it pays off in the end. Yeah. yeah it does pay off in the end. And um, I know, as I say, ever grateful for Dave, the advice he's given. And I see Steve Thompson's still a great advisor yeah. uh, to me now, you know, so, uh, yeah. The nice, thing I, is, the nice thing is with you, and you know it as well, is they, they're all very good friends of yours. Yeah, yeah, they've become friends as well as business, yeah, of course. business advisors, if you like. And uh, I think that's important because they understand. Yeah, we, have, we have a close relationship. They understand what my ambitions are. Yeah. Or, or were at the particular time I needed them. And, and it has this paid it's paid dividends. Um, yeah, quite literally paid dividends. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, when we when we embarked on um, children's homes then, um, that was something completely new for us. Yeah. And, uh, again, I don't say Steve, but he got involved in this when we were we had a claim against Barclays for a missell of a, a very very complex financial product. Yeah. Yeah. That was linked to all the volume we had and um it was proved to be that it was missold so we did have a compensation claim from yeah. these let's say that assisted us then because we reinvested that it'd be nice to spend it but we reinvested it into um the children's homes yeah yeah, yeah brilliant. We did, it, did it in in a way with brilliant advice yeah right because they've just gone for and we did it pension wise and stuff like that so um Otherwise, there would have been bigger tax implications than the ones that we did have. Yeah. Children's homes is totally new. It's something we've not done before. Um, so risk-wise, we were really, should we be doing this? You know, <laughs> nobody else is I was going to say, what, what, what made you, I mean, a lot of people now in this, in this time of, you know, we haven't even mentioned really the lockdown in any detail, but I mean, ultimately, a lot of people would be sat there now and looking like as though they may well lose their role, they may not have a job, they may have to pivot into something new. Those items, those those industries you've just talked about going into, they were new to you, weren't they? Yes. So what yeah, you know, yeah. what what made you? I'm really interested in the process of mindset, and also what made you want to go into those businesses that actually you didn't, you know, you had no not so much the skill base because you knew how to run a business. But is that was that enough then to just put you forward, or you know, what was it, what were you thinking at the time? Yeah, I, th I think in, particularly in relation to the um, our adult homes, we, we, when we when we, we purchased them and the, the way that that started. Yeah, I knew we would get, that was going to provide a good a good income because they were providing yeah. income then. Yeah, so it was that, was still, that was still quite new to you, though, Linz, wasn't it? I mean, the, the care was, homes. Was, did you have history in care homes? No, no. So that was still no. new. No, I. I, I and it's funny when people say when I tell people about care, they say, "Oh, what well, you know? What qualifications have you got?" Absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. No care qualifications at all. The staff are brilliant at what we've got. They're yeah. all okay. The staff are brilliant. They've got a level of expertise that I can never aspire to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I know how to make the businesses work. Yeah. And um, 
so, but I felt, I felt really good in, uh, I remember at a Christmas event, that was normally the only time that they see me. And we had, I think we were about 120 staff in, in the care homes there. And yeah. we used to stack them. I used to say, stand up, and I'd say, stand up everybody. And they used to go, oh, here we go. Right, sit down. If you've been with us, less than, a, less than a 12 minutes. And by the time I got to about 10 years, something like that, there were still loads of people there, which yeah, was a great brilliant. thing. They, yeah, they, of course. Well, I felt really proud in saying we look after vulnerable adults who need yeah. okay. We could be, provide every living need that they that they require. Yeah. I know I'm jumping ahead, but that's the same with the children's homes. You know that yeah. I'm involved with children's charities and have for many years. And I saw that the children that we provided homes for, the children's homes, these are these are really disadvantaged children. Mm -hmm. so neglect, abuse, trauma, and all sorts of diff different things you couldn't write a book about. No, uh, and I and I felt we were doing a, it was a great business. Don't mm -hmm. underestimate that. But I felt we were doing a great thing for these kids, and I used to see the kids that we used to we used to get. And tell you what, you know what I like about that type of stuff. I really yeah, used to yeah, yeah. come away from there. I said, Christ, you know, I'd look at my son Ethan and think, um, you know, what a lucky boy he is. Yeah. But they were they were tough tough businesses, yeah. But um, I think I was, there was a a time as regards there was decisions to be made about where do we go from here yeah uh, but my business partner and i were offered uh, virtually unlimited funds to open 20 in wow. the uk right we was this very rich guy up in northampton he's top barrister in london he's he business view he said oh, i can see this is a great business let's open 20 and i said it's difficult running two these children have got, you, you can't take it like I just opened a spa or something like that and sell yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of groceries. You really got to look at how these, you know, how these businesses need to work as a care, as a center of care. Yeah. Um, so we walked away. Oh. One of the things that the relationship my business partner and I have got, we always decided if one of us don't want to do it, we don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we were both came from there with these, these like millions of pounds in our head after having this meeting. And I just thought, I can, we couldn't do it the way they wanted to do it. Yeah. We'd run businesses, if it wasn't for children's care, would have been a different thing. But to try and operate that many, establish that many, it just, just went for it. So that was a that was a thought, walk away. But I, I, know that, I know that was a decision made, but do you look back at that? And I, I know one of the, one of the, one of the major questions I, I always I'm going to be asking going through is that uh, are there any any regrets around that decision or any regrets you'd think well do you still think about that ponder on it or is a decision made and walk on? No, uh, I didn't need to ponder it long. No, um, and I think we both agreed, even though I was the one initially said that I don't uh, it's not it's not for me. Christ, you know we're busy now. We're just two. Yeah, and, um, it's just it's it's. You know, I don't need I don't need all that stress. No, no. No disrespect. Could have done with the money. Yeah. yeah. But the ultimate thing was I think it would have failed. Right. I think it would have failed. So yeah. you know, with my knowledge as regards to the way that we've hard work we've had to do with these children's homes to get them established, get all the regulations right, get the right staff, yeah, get everything right. That there was no way you could have opened 20 in the time they wanted to. No. And well, that's, that's interesting. That, 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 that's from what experience from, you know, <coughs> that is driven through experience, would you say? 
yeah, at least it was an inbuilt, inbuilt gut of that. My decisions in the past, they've always felt I've not regretted anything. No. I've done something and I've done it with that with, with my heart and soul into it. Yeah. If it doesn't come off, it doesn't come off. I don't think, oh well, you go. And there's quite a few that I've I've done, you, you know, businesses that I've looked at and um over the years people say, Do you want to have a look at this? Do you want to do it? Do you want to buy into this? Do you want to do that? I've just said no. Yeah. I'm incapable of I know what I'm doing. The difference today is we were talking about where are people finding themselves now. Yeah. You know, it, uh, <laughs> there's more money made in the change. In, in times of change than ever. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a fact. You look at all the depressions going back. It was more people made money in those times and launched businesses because you almost become like a forced entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. What do I mean by that is you and I know there's a lot of people, particularly in the, in the leisure sector, the, the good friends who are saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Huh? Yeah. Where, where am I going to go? No, my life has been in here. My skills are all in there. Yeah. So, so where do they go? So they look well. Can I can I go into the can I go into business? Can I start doing this? Can I start doing that? And there's you know there's some great ideas out there that people are, and it's looking at your, looking yourself to see well what can I do that someone yeah. will want to buy? You know, is it my yeah. skills? Yeah. Is it product? You know, I was reading reading yesterday about these um, this business that healthy food boxes. Yeah just as they started business about three months before, and they were doing, I don't know, like 30 or 40, then they got up to about 100. So yeah. they, they, this happened then, they lend the thousands now, and the business has been worth 20 million quid, and it was yeah. worth a million pounds beginning of the year. So, you know, I know that's extreme, but these guys were three guys who didn't have any experience in the background a bit before, but just one was a vegan, and I think the other one was, <laughs> wasn't. Yeah, and they, they came together. Yeah. So, it's a bit weird. Sorry, mate. One of the questions you said, or one of the points you said earlier on, I know what makes a business. Going on from what we just spoke about, when you look at a business like you did, what, yeah. what, when you say I know what, what, what elements bring together to make it a success, what are they? Uh, okay. Well, as I say, I always, not not always, I seek advice from various people. Yeah. Who, so the, if I've got doubts, if I got queries around it my instinct will tell me again my business knowledge of dealing with businesses I'm, I'm bottom line that's you know so I look is that um, where am I going to get it's, it's a nice business yeah what am I going to pull from it how much time have I got to put into it to get there yeah and it, if I'm fortunate enough I did a presentation a good few years ago uh, called the money tree okay yeah and the money tree has got various branches on it, right? Some of them will produce fruit, some of them won't. Yeah. One year it will, one year it won't, you know? So in there, I had, I had different things. I had like the, the property development I got, the uh, money wheels site, the care homes, yeah? Yeah. And one or two other things as well that I dabbled along the way. Um, so, and I thought, well, if that one doesn't produce, then these will. Okay, so yeah. it wouldn't be as if you've got the whole thing doing it, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah cool. But sometimes you have to just say, Well, I'll leave that, I'll park that, I'll park that for money. Money Wales is a good thing, moneywales.com. I've been holding out that for a long time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I parked it for a while and then I found it gave me a benefit, um, because I got a lot of radio airtime for it, 
okay? Yeah. I, I used to go down to, uh, down to um, Real Radio, as it was then, and I'd send them stories and stuff like that. I said, oh, can you come down and talk to us about difference in ladies' pensions? Can you come down and talk to us about what this person's just won £150 million on it? Yeah, so I go, down the, I go down the studio. I hope they're not listening now, because I used to go on ft.com for <laughs> And I'd go down with answers and I'd provide them the questions that say, just in case you didn't, you're not sure, I'll give the question. So I knew the answers tonight. Yeah, of course. So money wills has earned me money. And I'd get guys, because it was one guys I used to work with, saying, I heard you on the radio this morning. Yeah, yeah. I got free airtime. I'd yeah, say, cool. from moneywills.com. Yeah. So I parked that. It's still there now because I'm waiting for Trinity Mirror to buy it because they've got everything like Wales.com except MoneyWales.com is mine yeah so right. act ready if they <laughs> if they want to buy it. Yeah, it's good. But it's just looking at different things and you're towing the water. Um, and I, I know if I had if I was in a position now where I thought I was losing my job. You know, uh, it's the internet is a great uh, font of knowledge for businesses. There are yeah, so many businesses out there, so many opportunities, and it's, it's not much new. It's not much new. If you look at Branson, Branson's all of it is is copied, right? Virgin Trains, Virgin Airways. Yeah. Tell you what else he made when nobody else did was condoms. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so they were So he just took brands and he changed them. He's looked at existing things. So you look at what's out there. How can you improve on it? And that's what he's done. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely. I, I can mean, improve. I, I, it's, it's interesting when um, I'll tell you a bit of a story. You won't remember it, but it does. I remember it really well. Was we were going down the eighth hole. We went golfing in uh, Spain, um, and we were going down the eighth. I remember it. We were walking down, or we had a buggy, I don't remember which one of them, but we were walking down. And I, I think I remember talking to you through an idea. Um, and I remember you saying to me, sometimes it's just not yet. And I said, you know, my question, my point back to you was, what, what do you mean? He said, well, you said to me that it's just not yet. Me, you know, the idea is probably the right idea, but it's, it just might not be yet. So you put it to one side. Hence what you were just saying then. Some ideas just need to be parked until the timing's right. Now, I suppose with that in mind, again, going back to someone who sat there now and, and you know, that not yet scenario, you know, is probably running through their, their mind. You know, yeah. is it still the right time? Everyone, you know, people in business do say that, is there ever a right time? You know, in your eyes now, you just said about, you know, where there's chaos, there's opportunity. How much opportunity do you think is out there and where do you think that is? Well, um, it's, it's I'm, Careful, careful what I say, because a lot of people haven't got you. you sometimes you, you see the opportunity, but you've got to risk. You have to risk money. Yeah. And some people are risk averse. Some people are risk embracing, and you've got yeah. something in the middle. Yeah. So um, one way other business partners always said that I'm risk embracing. Yeah. Yeah. He's risk averse. So the balance between us was was, was quite good. Yeah, balance works well. What do you risk? You say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. particularly if, if it's you've got two people in a family uh, that and have, have lost their jobs. What what do you do? You know, what can you do between you and what have you got to invest to make it get to get it to work? Yeah, and that um, 
as I say that I risked property before our house, yeah, to get started in the business. Um, I wouldn't do that now. <laughs> Just I, don't, I don't need to. Unfortunately, I don't need to do that. Yeah. But giving it all over again, yes, I would. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is look up, look up what's up, look what's out there. Look what business opportunities there are. Can you buy into a business? Look at all the franchise opportunities that are out there. Because yeah. if you go to a franchise show, you'd be pretty amazed at what people are franchising. Yeah, yeah, of course. Really, you know, what, what, and people are coming along and saying, well, yeah, it's a good franchise idea. It's worked for me. I'll show you how to do it. Mm. And, you know, this is how much it costs. And, the, and it, you know, it'll work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Working. Because franchise shows are not running so much now. So you have to look online to see what's there. Yeah. But, but it is, again, um, depends on, totally depends on your risk. And I know, I know how much appetite you got. I mean, going on to something that I know, you know, where we, well, we possibly met actually when you were coming around. Uh, we we had to meet in the bars. I bet we did. You know, I know you used to come around and we used to have some proper conversations. You used to support all my functions I did. And But one thing that you're renowned for in, in, in my world and, and in others is your support of charity. How are the charities doing at the moment? And uh how generally are the charities doing? I know you're, you know, you want to run through what you, you know, what you do for what charity? Because I know, you know, you've been heavily involved in some some great charities. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really proud and privileged to be part of some wonderful children's charities in particular. Um, Noah's Ark Children's Hospital. I'm delighted and really, you know, privileged to be a trustee. Yeah, brilliant. Charity now for 20 odd years now we've been, been involved in it. Um, and some, um, met some wonderful people yeah. well, I don't your, your stars I met some wonderful people who giving up so much time mm. um, to put into getting that hospital whatever because it was it's, you know it was done on match funding none of the governments none of the Welsh governments none of the Labour governments or the Conservatives were putting money into it at the time yeah. so it was all done by, we had to raise four and a half million by fundraising um, to get the four and a half million match funded to start the first phase yeah and um, one thing the Welsh are really, really good at is being generous when it comes to that charity. Yeah, yeah, the, you know, There was no children's hospital. There was a children's ward, which when I when first when I went to have a look at it, it was leaking. There was water coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! But now, uh, you know, fair play the Welsh government. This this government actually put uh, sixty three million pound into finishing it all off, and that Amazing. the charity's still there now, but it supports um, for very specific equipment. That the, the, the clinicians use, pediatricians use for operations, and it's all high level, all really top end stuff, yeah. all being supported now by the charity. Um, but yeah, um, we're down 50% on our normal fundraising. Um, Tiavan, I'm an ambassador for now over 10 years. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's four and a half million a year just yeah. to run. And, I've been and, trying and, how are they, and how are they going at the moment with regards to the lockdown? and? You know, I know, I, I know firsthand how much work you do, and as a family, tirelessly, uh, effort and time you guys put into charity. And again, I'll just, I'll just top and tail this conversation before I come back to that question. But I did ask you three years ago. I remember we saw each other very early in the year. I think it was 2016, 2017, and I asked you a question. We were maybe having a game of golf or whatever we were doing, and I just said to you, what you know, what's your plans this year? What's your, what's your 
um, what's your New Year's resolution? And the one thing you said to me, and bearing in mind, this gentleman gives hours and hours to presenting checks, giving checks, so much time. And I said, what are you going to do this year? And he said, well, me and Sharon are going to do more for charity. And, I, and, and for someone, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a giver, you, you know, for you, I just thought it's such an amazing thing to one say, but um, just do, you just, you just do. And this cracking on scenario, that's why I wanted you to be that first one, because I think you've just cracked on for these charities so much and done so much. I just, you know, I just wanted to take my time to say uh, thank you from, you know, from all the charities point of view, mate. I just think you and, and Sharon and the family are just amazing. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I really do. But uh, what I'll say is you get more back than you put in. Yeah. And that's a bit of a cliche. But um, when you see that hospital now, and I, I think, you know, you've had family go yeah. to that hospital. 70,000 yeah, 70, children in and out patients. And I see the Facebook posts of young babies, prem babies, now yeah. a year on, two years on. That wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the hospital. The, the marvelous stuff that it does, and yeah, hundred oh, percent. You, uh, if you got, you know, you can't help if you've got children to think a wonderful that place because you never know when you're going to bloody need it. Oh, no, 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 totally, totally. I, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I did the first Ironman for you know a child that was, you know, a family that lost their child that was in a school. Um, yeah. You know, very sad times. Just amazing family and. You know, we, how many times we'd meet each other up for a cup of tea or coffee doing the tea having Christmas uh, panto. It's just a lovely occasion. But, you know, yeah. bringing some smiles to kids that are very much so important, you know, and, and you know, families, just loving families. I know, you know, a lot of my customers that when we, I used to have the bars in Cardiff, you know, the best night out we had was the tea having dads, you know, and we, we, we formed a, a really great relationship. And again, that was through yourself and the likes of Frank Aidy and, you know, the staff there are amazing. And, you know, I agree with you with regards to these times, giving, you know, giving his uh, sense yeah. of, of, of receiving. And, you know, I, I, you know, how far would, there's so many giving people as well. You, would you agree that in these times they need even more? Yeah, very much so. And, um, you know, Tiaman's a good, uh, a good example. They're like 50% down on revenue. Yeah. They decided to do a complete refit just pre-COVID, you know, which they knew was going to cost a million pounds. So it's hit them very hard in that respect. So, yeah. um, you know, but they're still providing the services. They're still providing yeah, awesome in the and community services. And they're doing a lot on, on uh, some of the families, you know, who are care for a child 24-7. Um, their respite was, was T. Hammond. The respite was at the stop. It's only, you know, they're for end of life now because, uh, you know, the needs of, of these families is just, uh, I can't tell you how much you know yourself. It's one of those, you to have a life-limited child in itself, the thought of that uh, yeah. is, is devastating without having to look after the child now and not have a break at all. Yeah, totally. That's what Tiago yeah, was doing. So, so yeah, Tiago, we're going to meet, I'm going to meet in on Thursday night with um, five of the ambassadors. So we're all meeting up to have a, a chat about how we can do something before Christmas. Yeah, great. Both Tiago and Noah's Ark. Yeah, So, because um, the other one I'm involved with, which again, is cerebral palsy, Cymru, formerly Boba. Uh, and the, the, to, to, I'm privileged to be and seeing the work that they do, the therapists, the way that they work, and actually mm -hmm. see providing therapy for children. And to see the difference it makes, uh, you know, children with cerebral palsy. Yeah. Uh, even after just one session, 
Um, so they haven't tried to do that now remotely. So it's a sad time for all the charities, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to get through this next phase and, and try to recover um, some lost ground, if you like, on uh, and get these charities working normally. Yeah, from my point of view is, you know, all of us, all of us can do something, can't we? I think there's something we can all do. And, uh, you know, what I really like about this Mark Rashford scenario is one, one quote he put last week in the paper is that all I'm doing is using my, my influence for good. Um, and I just think that there's an element that which if, if, if we all did that, there's so many people that do, and there's so many people that reward, you know, they use their position in such a positive way. And there are so many of them, but if everyone did that, then we, I just think we, you know, we would, we would get to this probably, uh, and there are going to be so more vulnerable, more vulnerable people in this, in this world at the moment with where we are. And, you know, I just, I, I just wanted to make sure that you did get the recognition on, on, from me on this podcast for that, Lindsay, because I just think it's, it's a, you know, the work you have put in has been, been brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. The last, just, I'm going to wrap it up, mate, because I, I think it's been yeah. really, it's been great. One, I always love catching up with you anyway. And but the last, last question I, I sort of ponder on, or last one I'm going to ask everyone, if you were sat there um, and you wanted to crack on, what one bit of advice would you give that person? Well, um, it's a bit of a cliche, John, but you, you know, I've, done a lot of stuff I've done from like feel the fear and do it anyway yeah so yeah. afraid if you're afraid of what's going to happen yeah but you know you'll always fear the things you never try but until you try them and then you get a I suppose it's, it's the relief and the good you feel from having a goal yeah you don't get that if you don't do it okay <laughs> we can all do 100% if we don't do something and be comfortable we're not doing it can't we yeah, yeah. It's, but it's looking to see see what you want to do know what you've got to do know where you want to get there and literally you really have to crack on mate and just and just just dive at it you don't get it right every time no. I, when i'm far not got it right Keeping some of the, the, the businesses and the deals i've done i think are okay yeah next time next time let's yes yeah, keep going yeah you know um and particularly now i think it's more more valid than ever for people who are feeling really down and just just look to see well everybody's or lots of businesses before have been in those positions so people have been in those positions and now some of them are running some really great businesses out there and, and being very successful yeah yeah and i think i know on that note i totally 100 percent agree um and i just want to say thank you for one being my my first one um i love catching up with you you know that and it's been a been a pleasure Having a, I know it's been a quick 45 minutes or so, but a uh, real pleasure. And thank you ever so much, Lindsay, for, for, for jumping on the, on the Crack On podcast. Thanks for asking me, John. Much appreciated, honestly. Yeah, stay safe but, and uh, good luck to you, my Crack On!